Welcome back to Casting Nets Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Pastor Will Harley. I'm joined here by Pastor Rudot, who is sporting the red sweater vest because it is sweater weather. Yes, it is. You know, when I was sitting in the shower this morning, I was it was uh, it was awesome, and then I got soap in my mouth, and then it turned into a soap opera. <laughs> Maybe we should. Uh... There you go. There you go. Give the. This is his first time doing all the buttons plus yeah. plus talking, so we'll yeah. see how he goes. Yeah, let's see if I can multitask. You know, guys aren't very good at multitasking, so and yes. I'm not really good at tasking in general. <laughs> in so. general. Here, here we are in uh, Casting Nets South <laughs> in the old uh, audio headquarters of Casting Nets podcast, but now the, one of the headquarters for a video podcast of yeah. Casting Nets. Back in the day when we only used to do audio and this was, you know, you came in, didn't have to have a clean office, didn't matter what other people were going to see. Then then all of a sudden we're like, oh, we're going to do video and so we're going to move everything over to video and, and now I had to clean my yeah. office. Yeah, I dragged him into kicking and streaming because I came in. And, kicking and, and streaming, was, you get it? Yeah, <laughs> I was... <laughs> Wearing wearing the sweater vest and nobody was appreciating it, so I had to had to have the sweater vest be appreciated. Yeah. Well, today we continue our uh, look at the uh, scandalous stories. Right. We're we're looking at uh, parables of Jesus. Not all the parables. Um, only twelve of them. And uh, if you were here, as you saw the beginning, if you were following along on the video, you got to see a, a little screen of of a garden area, and we're going to be talking about an unimpressive start. Um, which is is really the parable that we have uh, taken from Luke chapter 13, 18 through 20. Um, before we begin, we probably have a couple announcements. The first is our, our regular disclaimer, uh, and that is that, uh, you know, it's just two guys, pastors, having a conversation, starting one. And, and if you would like to join that conversation, we'd greatly be appreciative of hearing your input. You can find us at our, our congregations. Myself, St. John's and Maribel, you at... Uh, uh, Shirley, right? Emmanuel. Yeah, Emmanuel Shirley. Shirley. And as of this Sunday, also Christ Lutheran in Denmark. I'm serving the vacancy over there. So this is also going to be part of their Bible class uh, option for them uh, is to watch these uh, podcasts on on YouTube. Very good. So we got to bring our excellent A game. We, yes, we do they? have to bring our A game. I, I don't think I was called to serve them, though. So I, I think we got to I got to change the picture and just it, put you up there. <laughs> <laughs> So um, a lot I, of exciting things happen around in this area. Yeah, this it coming is. Sunday we're having a, a chili and change event at Emmanuel and Shirley. You're invited to come from one to three p.m. And what that is is come eat some chili, play some cards, bring your change, your nickels and dimes because we're having uh, sheep's head. If you want to play some sheep's head, there's, there'll be other games as well. But that the change part is with the sheep's head. We have so two. It, you bring the change to gamble on the cards. Uh, yeah, well, gambling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposed yeah. to that. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's controlled. Yeah, it is controlled. It's nickels and dimes uh, this time around. My wife, uh, when she came in last time, she didn't have any nickels or dimes, and one of the men gave her their nickels and dimes. And and fortunately for her, she was able to win back the money that they uh, they uh, lent her. So, so she took out a loan. There, she did take out a loan Very and then good. paid it back without any usury or without any interest. Uh, so anyway, it, that's the kind of the spirit of the thing. So if you don't have nickels and dimes, don't feel like you can't come. Just come play some cards. If you don't like sheep's head, there will be other games. I know there will be games for the kids as well. There will also be prizes. Uh, we'll have some door prizes and some prizes throughout uh, the time, one to three. It's just a fellowship event uh, for our brothers and sisters in Christ on a Sunday afternoon. And it, as the weather gets cooler, it's nice to have some chili, nice to have some yeah. um, 
fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And just this last weekend, we had our fall fest and <clears throat> great turnout. Um, we also had a chili tasting contest and, and that turned out really well. First time we had it this year. So um, if you are going to start planning your, your time ahead for next year, you know, um, think about St. John's and Maribel and we will have another fall fest. Good opportunity for trunk or treat in a safe location. Have some chili, have some pictures, see some animals, go on a hayride. Um, we're going to open it up to our brothers and sisters of other congregations as well. Yeah. So they can be a part of it, and and we can maybe do some work for the kingdom. Um, so we got some exciting things rolling out. We have some things that we are trying to do. This is one of them. Um, of course, we are, are coming to you over a different medium. We are going to be... Of Broadcasting on our normal audio, um, as well as now on Facebook and on uh, YouTube. YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so you can get a, a chance to see our, our beautiful faces. Um, you know, I have the looks for radio, and uh, he has the voice for print. Yep, <clears throat> so, exactly right. <laughs> and so as we, we have an opportunity to, to reach out to you, remember, this is just two pastors starting a conversation. Um, we will keep to the scriptures. We will, um, of course, be uh, sharing what Jesus has to share with us. Um, there may be times, because it is a conversation, we might misspeak or that we may say something that uh, we maybe didn't fully think out and intentionally say. Uh, but please be forgiving. Um, if we offend you, you can turn us off or fast forward a little bit, and, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get our way through that. Um, and then come and talk with us. Um, if you would like more information, continue the conversation. Um, please don't hesitate to reach out to us in any way. You can reach us at uh, castingnetspod at gmail.com. You can reach us on our Facebook page. You can reach us on our uh, YouTube page now as well. Is there any other ways that they can reach us? At in church. In person, yeah. That's oh. usually the most of the face -face comments we stuff. get. Face-to-face <laughs> -face stuff. That works, yeah. works really well. And it's, it's a neat challenge for us, too. If someone says, hey, I watched your podcast or I listened to your podcast on such and such, and I had this question. So it keeps us on our toes like, oh, yeah, I remember talking about that. And, yeah. Uh, it makes it better for him because he keeps notes. <clears throat> I have to go back and think, did I say, what did I say? <laughs> um, so, of course, we invite you to join the conversation. Um, and today we are continuing our conversation and our look at uh, the parables of our Lord. Uh, we're dealing with 12 parables. We are on the second of those 12. Um, and these are these scandalous stories. And so we'll be looking at Luke chapter 13, 18 through 21. Uh, before we do that, let's have our, our little bit of a transition and get ready for our show. All right, welcome back. Thank you for sticking around with us. Uh, hopefully you will find this uh, podcast and this video to be of a joy for you. And uh, hopefully you will find that it is it is uh, working out. Um, like I said, new location, making sure everything is kind of blending together um, and doing the best that we can. And uh, when we can make it work, it'll work really well. <clears throat> so welcome back. Um, as we gather today, we are dealing with uh, Luke chapter 13. And uh, Luke chapter 13, beautiful, beautiful words of our Lord spoken on a Sabbath day, right? Spoken on a Sabbath day. And so uh, it's a very short check, uh, very, very short section here that that we kind of deal with. Um, and what we would like to do before we, we 
jump on in and maybe talk about it even more is maybe give it a little bit of a read and then we can kind of kind of move on from there. So as we are looking at our lesson for today, um, we read what our Lord says from Matthew uh, Luke. Luke chapter 13. Then Jesus asked, what is the kingdom of God like? And to what will I compare it? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a large tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. Again he said, To what will I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast, which a, man, a woman took and mixed into a bushel of flour until it was all leavened. So there we go. What do we have for us here? First of all, we'd have to talk about kingdom of God. What exactly is being talked about? This is something that we uh, confess in the Lord's Prayer when we pray. Thy kingdom come, or your kingdom come, however uh, however you have your pronoun, however you, <laughs> whichever pronoun you identify with. Um, so either, either <laughs> you way. You got to be careful where you go with that one. <laughs> I was intentionally getting a little provocative just to get, wake people up a little bit. Uh, so kingdom of God, oftentimes we are, our first thought is to think of this is just about people or just about something external. Uh, but the kingdom of God is Christ's rule that is in our hearts through his word. Um, and so when we, Luther's explanation to uh, thy kingdom come reminds us that we were, we pray that, uh, um, that is, that we would believe in his word and that we would lead a godly life. I think I'm paraphrasing Luther's explanation. So, uh, first of all, it is Christ's rule in our hearts that we would believe his word. And secondly, that we would lead a godly life. And then thirdly, is that we this kingdom would actually grow. So as an individual prays, thy kingdom come, first of all, you're talking about Christ's rule in your heart first, then it talks about the external kingdom. And so I think that's an, an important clarification as we begin this parable, because I think uh, Jesus is talking more about his rule in our hearts than he is talking about the external growth of the kingdom. And I'll, I'll flush that out as we go on and and you can correct me and we can we well, can discuss that or you can disagree too that's fine you know it's one of those things where you know you, you link it to the uh, you can, you kind of link it to the petitions of the lord's prayer and when we say thy kingdom come you know the discussion becomes what kingdom and and really when we deal in 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 the things of the lord we do have three different kingdoms, right? You have the kingdom of creation and you have the the kingdom of the church, which would be that which resides in the heart. And then you have mm -hmm. the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom which, of glory, yeah. The, the kingdom of glory. And and so when you, you look at those, you say, okay, well, when, when the Lord is giving us the Lord's prayer, he's not talking about the kingdom of creation, that his king, because it's already here. <laughs> and he, he's not talking about the kingdom of glory because that's to come. He says, no, what I'm what I'm asking for right now is is that that God's kingdom would come into the heart and, and that it would work and grow and it comes with God's will. What is His will? That um, all would come to the knowledge of the truth of what His Savior, what our Savior Jesus has done for us. So I think you 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 hit the nail on the head when you're talking in this parable. Jesus is referencing um, not the growth of an external entity, but the growth of something inside. Um, the growth of something as it is given from the storehouse of our Lord 
to his people. Um, so I, I, I would agree with that. Now, the problem that you're going to have and the problem that we have within this parable is what is surrounding it, right? Because um, you go back to, to uh, Luke chapter 12, and you're getting a bunch of conversations with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees are really into this external growth, like the, the, the kingdom and the power, you know, all being something in the world and, and what you see in the laws uh, and the things that have to have to be there, the structure that goes around it. Um, and it leads to right before this event um, on the Sabbath day, Jesus doing something that was verboten, right? Um, and that is healing a woman on the Sabbath day um, because uh, the Pharisees very much are offended because they're like, he worked. You know, they have six days to come and be healed, six days to get their act together. Um, and, and on the seventh day, they were supposed to to be worshiping the Lord. And instead, she comes on the seventh day to be healed. And Jesus heals her. And <clears throat> that that was very offensive. And then it leads into... Let's talk about the kingdom of God. Let's let's talk about this thing that you are trying to do. And I don't think or he's defend, dis- yeah. or defend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and instead of um, leading him in the way that they wanted, right? He he kind of changes the narrative, which is making it a scandalous story, because he changed the narrative of what we would want, what we would desire, what we think the kingdom should be. Um, and instead, it's it's not what it is. All right. It, it has an yeah. unimpressive start because it starts yeah. with a mustard seed, which is small. Uh, we, in the book that we are reading, The Scandalous Stories, he tells a story of Darius. Uh, um, was it? He sends a bag of some sort of seeds to Darius, Alexander. the king of Persia. Yeah, maybe yeah. you you can tell the story because well, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, he sends a bag of seeds to Alexander the Great and um, trying to send a message that these seeds represent the number of soldiers that he has that he's coming to invade Greece with and Alexander sends back a bag of mustard seeds which are smaller which is uh, uh, the picture of uh, a ton of seeds Uh, no matter what you send at at us even though we may seem like we're small we're numerous in nature and uh, we have more than enough to to, uh, take you on yeah and and that but that's I mean it's one of those things where where when when Alex the Great, uh, Alexander the Great, <laughs> sent this out, you know, there's those seeds. The mustard seed is is unique in the sense that it is uh, not only small, but it grows to be huge in the sense of, of a garden plant. Um, and I had read also that mustard seeds are prolific. They, they're very uh, virile. Mm-hmm. And so they, they kind of start to take over. And, and so I think you have this beautiful connection, right? Where, and I think there's a historical precedence to say that the use of, and maybe this was what brought to my mind, um, and Jesus uses the mustard seed a couple of times um, in, in his parables. And it brought to my mind that, that maybe I didn't, I mean, I always thought, okay, the mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds, and I got that. But but the fact that he uses the mustard seed for its other connotations that it is it is a powerful plant it is a it is a, a spreading plant right it does these things <clears throat> which then gives us maybe a little bit more insight of of what what Jesus intended as a background picture when it, when he was talking about this mustard seed the, the background picture is it doesn't just stay that way it grows and it spreads and and not just in your own heart 
but out, right? Um, kind of an idea. I think I think Jesus um, has that in here, where the 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 growth of what ha- that small thing, and we could think of it in terms of the Word of God or the the sacraments entering into somebody's heart and causing something to grow or the church to grow. Uh, I think that's in here, but I think primarily if he's talking about the kingdom of God and his rule, I, I can't help but shake uh, the usage of the tr- of trees being shade in the Old Testament, like in, in Ezekiel or in the Psalms, where the birds find rest under its branches. And I can't help but think, and those are, in Ezekiel, it's, it's in a messianic text, so this, the Messiah is going to provide the shade for trees, for, for birds. And in the Psalms, it talks about the Lord is going to provide this shade so that you would have um, rest under his wings or under his branches. I can't help but shake that when Jesus is, ta- I can't help but move away from the thought that when Jesus is saying the mustard seed, it's the idea of he is the mustard seed. And he provides shade for all he provides rest for all the kingdom of 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 god is primarily christ and in as he rules in our heart he will we will find rest doesn't matter who you are where you are it doesn't matter your background or the things that you have done he is the one that's going to provide that rest Um, and it's just him this one person who lived at a particular time in history who uh was suffered who was persecuted who was nailed to the cross this one person was enough to provide rest and shade for all who find for all those who um, believe in him through the power of that the word the means of grace you know i like what you're saying and 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 i and there's a part of me that that really looks at that and says i agree that that you know our faith is founded and rests and strengthened and grows only in Christ and Christ alone. We're coming <laughs> to the Reformation. I mean, that's that's the solas, right? Those are those are the things that we we believe in and preach and teach. The, the the only pushback that I would give is the context in which it's given, in the sense that he's he is dealing with something that is is given within the context of the Sabbath. So he's he's planting. He's planting this peace that that can only come through his service. And I give you that, that this is this is his service to his people. This is something that comes and should be given on that Sabbath day, because what it is, it's a Sabbath rest. What what greater rest is it than to heal? What greater rest is it than to plant that seed of of true peace? And and know that that right now, maybe today, maybe with this Sunday when you come to worship, that peace that you're given is just a small thing but it will grow eventually. And, and, and I agree that yes, that peace comes and it rests in Christ, but it is something that he gives to you. He gives over to you and then he grows it. Um, so it becomes a part of what you are. Um, but the context is also Jesus talking about the narrow door right after that. So you have, which is, that's, that's where I'm also leaning on as well. It's like right after it, he talks about the narrow door. So what, what's the, if it's just about the, the kingdom growing and then the narrow door, they don't seem to fit. But if it's also not just the fact that the kingdom grows, but that the that Christ is the source of rest and and he will grow within and no matter what situation you face, no matter what's going on in your life, he is still gonna be your rest. He is still gonna be uh, the one that you find uh, safety and security. It's not that you get to a point in your life where you say, well, Jesus helped me this far and then I need something else. 
No, right. But Christ is everything. So as you are brought into the to the family of God through the waters of baptism or through the power of the word, that word, that little seed that's planted in your heart will grow. And no matter what goes on in life, he is still going to be your your rest and your foundation. Well, and and, and shade. And yeah. I agree with that. That's body language, right? I mean, that that's 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 the language we use when we talk about baptism. You know, mm-hmm. you are placed into Christ and you grow into him. Um, and so, of course, that that is there. Um, and, and you lead to the narrow door, whereas, you know, what is the only way in, right? The only way we can get into um, our heavenly home. It's just that that idea, though, that that and maybe, well, I'm sure Jesus, he, he kind of blends all of these concepts together, right? Um, that that I am giving to you something that only I can give. I am giving you myself, and and I will grow in you, and and you will be in me. And the peace that you receive now in this healing young lady um, doesn't seem like much. Or or dear Pharisee who thinks that this was a horrible thing to do, um, she came to receive peace on the Sabbath, and she has received it in full. Uh, and that little thing that was planted. Which, which I myself am now there is going to grow into a magnificent thing, and I think all of those things are true. Which is, which is, kind of the part and parcel of 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 what makes it a scandalous story, in the sense that Jesus is 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 taking the narrative away from the to do list, and he's placing it solely on himself and says, "I have done it." Right, mm-hmm. um, you don't control the growth of the mustard seed. You don't control um, how it branches out and where its leaves are. You don't control any of that. Um, that that is something that God controls. And and Jesus is now changing that narrative and saying, you know, these rules and regulations that are built into this Sabbath practice, they aren't what give peace. True peace is is through me, um, which which brings back you know uh, many of the lessons that. You're probably going to even hear during the celebration of Reformation, right? Um, if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Where does freedom come from? From he who sets you free. <laughs> um, you know, these are these are the wonderful things that we have as a gift of the Lord. Um, but he goes on from there, and he, he doesn't just keep his conversation, which and this is the part that I find very interesting in the parable. He doesn't just keep the conversation dealing with um, the mustard seed. We've had that conversation before. He, he Numerous times he brings up the mustard seed. But he brings up something in this text that I found to be kind of uh, unique in the sense that he, he, as far as I can remember, he's never really equated that to himself. Yeast. Yeah, yeast yeah. has always been a bad thing. It's always been the yeast of the Pharisees. The false doctrine spreads like yeast. But now uh, he is the yeast. Um, when he re- when we read in verse 20, he says, Again, it says, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is... Like yeast, which a woman took and mixed with a bushel of flour until it was all leavened. Yeah, and, and, and notice there's this. I mean, this comes back, um, and and maybe this is just me and my own thinking, but this really comes back down to the words that he had said in in chapter twelve, verse one, where he warns his disciples about the the leaven, the yeast 
uh, of the Pharisees, that hypocrisy, that how a little bit of hypocrisy all of a sudden just goes rampant and spreads throughout mm-hmm. everything. Uh, and we've used this, I think, as as sort of a claim for our, our congregations, right? Why do we uh, try so very hard to uh, make sure that what we are doing is sound and why we try so very hard to make sure that we are preaching the, the correct doctrine within the congregation, that we stick to Scripture, because just a little bit of wrong kind of finds its way throughout the entirety. But the thing that struck me is is what Jesus is saying is a little bit of right, right? A, a little bit of him also does the same thing. And, and to me, that's, that's it, it, one of the things I struggle with, and, and this is my own insecurities maybe, but you know, a person who comes to church hasn't been there for a long time, and you can give your whatever definition of a long time, mm-hmm. um, and they come on a communion Sunday, and they come up for communion. And my first gut instinct is no, <laughs> right? Because they have they have disregarded the means of grace for so long. I haven't seen them for so long. I, I All these things go running through my head. I mean, then it's a humbling thing when I, when I, you know, the, the elder and afterwards I say, you know, you let so-and-so up and what was going on. And they said, pastor, I know they haven't been here for a while, but they may need this. And it brings back what Jesus is saying here with this yeast, right? A little bit of Jesus takes root. It grows. Um, what is, what is the Lord's supper for as Christ gives himself, he gives body and blood and bread and wine, um, for you, for your forgiveness, for your strength, right? Um, who am I to? And I say this relatively because I'm, I I believe in 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 making sure that if someone is in gross sin that we correct it. But who am I to say that that person isn't hanging on by a, a, this this tiniest of a thread mm-hmm. to to their their Lord and Savior, and that one moment He strengthens it, right? Um, and to build to another moment to build to another moment and, and work its way through that dough. Yeah. And it is neat, as we say in the uh, loser's explanation to the the second petition, that your kingdom come or thy kingdom come, you know, that we would lead God li- godly lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. How, because of Christ and what he has done for us, that, that uh, permeates every aspect of our life. And it starts, you know, maybe it might start small, but it's eventually going to permeate everything. Uh, it's going to permeate how you spend your time. It's going to permeate how you spend your um, your money. Uh, I just got done talking about stewardship with uh, kids at our high school, and you know, talking about fundraisers and and all of those things, and wrestling with those hard issues of why do you, why do you give? Why do you help somebody else? And the motivation that's coming behind it is from Christ and what He has done for you. That God has given you His best, so therefore you're going to give His best to Him. And others, and it can can be your local congregation. It can be your synod. It can be um, you can you can set set aside. This is what I'm going to use toward the high school. This is what I'm going to use towards you know, fine arts programs and things like that. But that's a really a tough sell because it's so easy for us just to make our uh, our lives be compartmentalized. And we've talked about this before in our podcast about how so oftentimes we make um, our religion just be what we do on Sunday, but not permeate the rest of our the rest of the week. And this is Jesus saying the kingdom of God, his rule in our heart is something that's going to permeate everything about our lives, not just what happens on Sunday. Well, and, and I guess maybe that's that's maybe where we want to take this conversation. We have, we're about a half hour into the show, and 
I, I think one of the things that, that I think our people struggle with is the take home, right? And and I know and and it's been something said in our own circles within our worship practices that then when we preach, we should always end with a take home, right? We call it a sanctification preaching, um, where where we we bring them the law, we bring them the gospel, and then we we give them the so what, <laughs> you know, like what does it do for me now? Um, and and it to me, I don't see that sanctification part in in what Jesus is sharing here in this little mini sermon. I see him just stating a fact. Um, what I have done in action and through word will have an effect. Goodbye. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it, it, it's... It, I, I see it in the um, the bushel of flour until it was all leaven. That's where I see the sanctification. But it doesn't tell you how did it do that. It doesn't tell you, like... Um, like it's yeast, that's how it does it. But, yeast permeates the right. flour. You let it go, it's gonna, it's gonna take over the whole batch of dough, which is right. the whole of our 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 life. Oh, and, and I understand that. And you could say the same thing with the mustard seed. Well, what does a mustard seed do? Uh, it grows, and I get that. But but what I'm saying is, it, Jesus doesn't give them a specific way in which you're gonna see this be something in their life. It, it uh, yeah, I, I'll admit it's a it's a very broad concept. So you could apply it to just. Just to, to, to right. how the, the kingdom grows in a how it how it permeates the world. You can talk about how it permeates that, but I think primarily it's talking about per, the person, the individual, the, the kingdom of God yeah. ruling in our heart. And I think that's the part that we miss because we like to gravitate towards. And maybe this is where you're going. We like to gravitate toward the kingdom's going to grow. And it's going to be huge. And the and the chapter that we read in uh, Chad Berg's book is no, it's it's an unimpressive start. The kingdom of God. Isn't is oftentimes going to be very very small. It's not going to seem like it's anything big, but it is big because it has Christ. And, and it's and it right? is big, and it is big because Christ is building on it. Um, I mean, every single time that He works in someone's heart, it's another brick, right? So it it is something that we can't see. It comes back down to the invisible church, right? You look around and you say this church is unimpressive, and and really it does. I mean. <laughs> It it, it 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 the most unimpressive thing you could do is come forward and receive a little piece of bread and a little shot glass of wine. That seems very unimpressive, and yet to see what happens in it and through it and how it works and the people as they leave, they leave with their sins gone because of promise and that they they now have Christ with them 100% because he has promised to be there with them through those means. Or just the fact that that people come to church and they listen to a guy standing up there who's just like them in every single way, except for the fact that that um, God is now using His voice to share His word. Um, and when they leave, they say, and this has been humbling to me. They leave. They say, Pastor, I needed that. I, I needed to hear that. That's that's very unimpressive, and it starts very very small. But the the thing that I the thing that that has always bothered me, and where and and yes, I was going to. It starts small, but it gets big. And I understand that all these things permeate your life. The thing that, that bothers me, though, is, is we are so much like the Pharisees in the sense that we are looking for, tell me how it's going to permeate my life. Yeah, tell me where <laughs> it's going to do this work. Tell me, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, give me the instruction manual on where this is going to go so I know how to highlight that. Yeah, because I want to focus on that. And, and I, I agree because yes. Christ says, it's me. 
I'm I'm the reason why how you grow and that I'm the I'm the yeah. by but what part are you going to grow? <laughs> all of it through me, Christ says. Yeah, so it's the whole thing is 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 all about Christ. It's not about what we do for Him. Um, the, our, our lives of sanctification are one that are founded on Christ. It's not that we need Christ for our salvation and then we, we go somewhere else or we go to the rest of the scriptures and say, well, give me some, the instruction book. But Christ says, it's always always about me, the identity that you have in me uh, because you are my child, because you are uh, my brother in Christ, because you are a blood-bought child of God. That's where your identity comes. That's where the, the motivation comes to live your life, to li- live a holy life. So the rule of Christ is always the foundation for our sanctification living yeah yeah and, and i think it comes back down to to almost that vine um analogy that the lord gives you know um i'm the vine you are the branches right um as the vine grows the branches are fed and mm-hmm. they grow um i had a vine uh, a grapevine a couple grapevines when i was living in south dakota and i was always cutting those branches back because as that vine grew the branches just just went everywhere right um but when you cut them off as as the Lord would say, they're dead. They don't they don't do anything, right? Um, but I, I think it comes back down to to what is the parable? The, the the parable is is you have this very unimpressive thing, and when we look at the church today, it looks very unimpressive. Um, you know, the church should not be in the area of um, the the church should not be in the area of trying to make laws to force everybody else to do what we do. And and we want that because we would say that would be an impressive thing, right? That That'd would be, be something we could see. It'd be something we can see. Look at how much we have done. Um, you know, the, the the church, although it tries, you know, can't be the person on the forefront to house everybody or feed everybody. Although we have our food pantries and we have mm. our things and those are good. Um, but we look at these things and we say, sometimes deep down, look at what we're doing. We filled all this space. Right. But it's still unimpressive because the government can do it better. The community can do it better. Um, I mean, I just the, if it the, isn't about Christ. So yeah. we have like a, a neat yeah. event, like a fall festival or a trunk or treat, or we have uh, something that we invite people to, uh, you know, chili and, and change that we have on Sunday. If it's not, doesn't have Christ in there somewhere, um, how, how can you, you can, it might look impressive. But it isn't impressive because it doesn't have Christ, who is the seed and who is the, in this case, he is the yeast that should permeate everything in our in our Christian life. Yeah. And, and so, I mean. And by God's grace, it does. <laughs> by, by God's the, by grace, the, it does. By, by the activity of the Holy Spirit using the means of grace, well, it does. You know, yeah. and that's why we pray thy kingdom come because we're, we're, we're praying, God, there are some areas of my life that need more of you and less of me and less of me looking at the things that I do for you. Um, or less of me looking at all of the impressive things around or, or the successes that I can perceive, make it less about that and more about you in my heart and growing and fighting o- over my own sinful nature. Well, yeah. and, and I think also, it just, and if you're, if you're looking at this and saying, okay, I'm struggling with not only the concept of God's kingdom, but I'm struggling with getting comfortable or accepting the fact that it's going to be small and it's going to start this way and it's going to look this way you're not alone. I mean, the Lord many, many times equates the kingdom of God is like, I I mean, that's, you're going to wrestle with it. Mm -hmm. You really are because, and we're going to wrestle with it more in a world where we want the impressive, we want the flashy, we want the big, we want the, 
you know, we, we are still of the mindset, uh, speak softly and carry a big stick, right? <laughs> that, that's been the motto of the, of the nation forever and ever. You have big armies, right? Big flashy toys. Um, and that's not, that's not what the kingdom of God is. Um, the kingdom of God is, is not moving forward uh, with, with all the bells and whistles and the videos and the flashy um, um, CGI effects. It is one heart at a time. As, as God works through simple means like stupid words that are shared from a guy who probably couldn't work anywhere else other than in, in front, you know. Um, and so when you, you deal with things like that, you think to yourself, man, where is this going? And the answer is to heaven. <laughs> this is where it's going. It's, this is God growing his kingdom. This is God doing his work. Um, and eventually you're going to be a shade. Um, and we've seen it in our ministries. I've seen it in my ministry. Um, people who didn't know where else to turn and they come and they come back and they find shade under the, the cross of Christ. Um, I didn't know where else to go, but I found it here because Christ gave it here. Um, yeah, you actually forgive sins here. Yeah, to, yeah I, just I like here, this morning. Come come. <laughs> you, you come into the door with this whole bunch of forgiveness and you forgive and you're filled up again. You have to, He was very forgiving this morning. If you weren't here for the pre-show, Katie... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no guilt no guilt katie you're forgiven uh and by the way you, filled up you, with forgiveness took, again. you took away my correction <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so where are we going now from I, here i have i have i'm ready to close it up and wrap it up so i don't have anything else. no other questions for our our listeners if no other questions for our listen, I didn't, I didn't print out a question sheet, so I no, don't, I don't yeah, think I have we're anything. Just two guys talking about God's word. All right. Well, then, as we, as we have an opportunity to uh, uh, wrap up today, you know, this is a shorter section, of course, so there's not a whole ton to talk about it. Um, but don't be afraid to, to let the Lord's word stand, and it's going to start small. Um, when you're reaching out to your friends, your family, um, your child who seems to have fallen away, and you give them that nugget of Christ, right? And and you just share forgiveness with them. Um, you bring them to church, and they come kicking and screaming, but they listen. Um, it starts small, and it might seem unimpressive. It might seem like you've lost it, um, but you didn't. And and the Lord, He will continue to work through them and through those words, and He will grow Himself in their heart. And in their life, um, and that's what I got. What do you? Anything else to close? I have no closing thoughts. All right. Well, this is then, about real life living faith lived in Christ, who continues to grow through His Word, and so that eventually He will be like yeast, where we get the whole thing. <laughs>